What's up, Internet? Welcome to Equals 3. This is... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm Ray William Johnson. This is my podcast. Why? <laughs> I, listen, I did that. I did that. In, I did that as a joke on HKIP one week, and nobody on the podcast got it. So I, had, I like, I had to reserve the torment for you, also, Blair. <laughs> Isn't doesn't HKIP skew older than this podcast does? Yeah, for the most part. But I was on with like the one one of the three people that are younger than me. Oh, <laughs> actually, I I don't know exactly how old a uh, friend of this pod and recent guest of this pod Val Flight Cub is. Mm. But um, I think they're younger than me by a little bit. I think they're older than you, though. So I don't really know for sure. So they might be. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The fuck I was talking about means you were online at too young an age. Um, I but I didn't even watch a single video of his. I just was like aware of him as a presence. Oh, I was subscribed to him for like a year. No, I guess I really wasn't into YouTube at that point in my life. Um, I didn't get into YouTube until, um. Until I started watching the Yogg's cast play Minecraft, and then I did it. But now, yeah. <laughs> that was in Your high school. Your secret shame, Yogg's cast days. Yeah, yeah. That's, Blair, old Blair heads will know exactly about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steph, what was your first internet fandom? It was Lemon Demon, right? Oh, of course it was. Well, yeah, that was the first big one. And yeah, that was like 14, 13 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, the first forums <laughs> I joined were the escapist forums, I remember. Mm. And I was on those a lot because I really just couldn't get enough of that epic Yahtzee Crenshaw and his <laughs> big brain foul mouthed humor. I I had Yahtzee highly recommended to me when I was in middle school, I believe. Um, and I just never did it because I was like, but because I just wasn't doing that sort of internet thing. I was like, no, I want to go on U- De- DeviantArt and Google search Yowie. That's, like, where I'm at emotionally right now. <laughs> Me, but just, like, going on DeviantArt.com and searching gender transformation. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Essentially the same thing, yeah. I mean, basically, for where we ended up. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what about you, Steph? What did you go on DeviantArt and search? Uh... Did you just search beautiful black and gray gay cats? Oh my god, I, I've probably definitely searched that as an adult, but not as a teenager. <laughs> god, I don't know. I feel like I've wiped out so much of... Pictures of looker, Google just returns pictures of Looker and Nanu. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Looker and Nanu are gay and in love, so even before I had the cats, like, yeah. I, I'm sure I looked that up on TV. Mm-hmm. You have, yeah, can you, like, provide a pic... Can you give me, like, a, a really good picture of the two of them together to put in the show notes? Because they are just so gay and in love. Oh, I absolutely can. Oh, yeah. I'll find one. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, they're my babies, and they're gay. Oh, hold on. Uh oh, I just got a voicemail. It says we have to start the podcast. Oh, oh, oh! Isn't that fun? Oh, isn't that fun? (laughs) Aww. Welcome to everyone. Wait, hold on. I didn't give enough of a break. (laughs) Yeah, do it. Do it.
everyone. It's your number one Ghost Beyond They Sell Phones podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. And we're joined this week for this thir- for this penultimate installment of Schlocktober 2019. We are joined by friend of the pod, uh, host of Noise Space Pod, City Girls Make Do. It's Stephanie. Hello. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. This is, Steph- this is your first time on the pod, right, Steph? It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, uh, so what's your what's your horror movie history? Give us a rundown of what you what what horror movies you like, how you came to them. In general, I am not a horror movie person. Like, I don't really watch a whole lot of them. Like, when I was a kid, I found that there I, I felt like I was fine with them for a long time, and then I had a moment when I was like twelve, where I watched The Ring, and then I had to sleep in my mom's room for like a month, and then I kind of just went off horror movies for a long time. <laughs> but for the most part, it was like. Uh, there's certain types of horror movies I can watch in general which are generally the ones where it's just like oh person just you know kills his family I'm like that's fine but when it gets to like I'm like that's just that's just real life (laughs) but uh when it when it's something that's like oh there's an app like this creepy demon thing and it makes no sense I'm like generally well I mean (laughs) I guess that's kind of what this movie was but I was fine with this one yeah this one (laughs) this was an outlier this was an outlier uh I think I I think I wasn't able to uh believe enough that this could happen to me when I'm just you know on my cell phone uh, mm-hmm. To be actually scared of it, but uh, well, yeah, you don't you don't own a Nokia brick, so you you're fine. The the, the ghosts can't hack iPhones. No, they can't. <laughs> it uh it, it gets t- it gets tossed up by the uh it, it can't like do touch screens. Yeah, iOS uh, thirteen kind of it ended that. So they saw yeah, this it movie. Ended ghosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, nope, that, we're we're done with this. So no right, no ghost rights. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, I mean, it's a shame for the ghosts, but probably for the best, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't really generally watch a lot of horror movies. Uh, every once in a while I'll watch one, but uh, yeah, because like for the longest time I was like, I should, I would love to be on Fear Baiting, but I don't really watch a lot of horror movies, and so I... Um, but you and every other guest we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm excited that I I uh, dipped my toes into one for uh, for the yeah. occasion. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm just going to do a quick look at upcoming horrormovies.com to get us into what's going to get us into this before we get into the, the, the shit on this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we know that, that they were making a remake of The Craft? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. No, ma'am, yeah. I did not. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, the only reason, and this is at the top of uh, upcominghorrormovies.com, because David Duchovny has been added to the cast. Oh what? my fucking god. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I'm reeling right now. I have, I'm, I'm grabbing my cat for stability. Yeah. Um, the, the rest of the cast is like just young, just like, you know, people playing high schoolers. So they're like young actors who I really don't know. Right. Uh, but David Duchovny is... Who, 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 what was the role in the original The Craft that David Duchovny would be playing? I have no idea, and I've seen that movie recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, well. I don't know, maybe it's a new character for the movie. Maybe he's like a teacher or something, because they go to a school, right? Yeah, he, he seems Or he like seems a dad. Teacherly. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, he could just be a teenager. I mean, like, I've seen Riverdale. <laughs> like, I mean, I know that those are adults. <laughs> <laughs> Cole Sprouse, thirty-four-year-old man. Yeah. Okay. The thing is about Riverdale. Going to, sto- going to Stonewall Prep. Yeah. 
<laughs> the thing. Oh, you do you catch up? Do you keep up on Riverdale, Sarah? Oh. No, I just saw a screenshot. I've been. I, I kind of want to though. Like after I'm done with Death Note, I think I'm gonna dip into Riverdale. You, see how it treats me. You oh, you it. must. It's so good. Yeah. I well, think like, I think that's like a really elegant transition in media. Also, just jumping from Death Note to Riverdale. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. The the thing about Riverdale is the fact that so Cole Sprouse is obviously an adult man, but he looks like 19, maybe. You know, he could pass for 19, I think. Yeah. Um, KJ Appa um, looks like he's 45 years old, but he's 22. He's younger than me. Um, is that Archie? He, he's the it one is, who plays yeah. Archie. Um, uh, I, I don't, I, and I just don't know how to reconcile with that. <laughs> yeah, he's like the Jack secret life of Riverdale, basically. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, they all do kind of look kind of old, but it's kind of like, I can suspend my disbelief a little bit, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's better than Glee does, right? Like, it was better than how Glee, like, cast 30-year-olds and they did not look like teenagers even a little bit. Yeah. Um, the, this cast, I think, at least looks like um, maybe early college or, like, middle college, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, they act like they're college students, so I'm kind of just like... I always forget you're in high school, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely cannot wait to experience the epic highs and lows of high school football. Yes! Oh. Yes! It's such a perfect line. I think about it every day of my life. Oh. Oh. Riverdale is good. It's, it's, it's the All best right. thing on TV. So, yeah, but... Mm-hmm. This is not what we're here to talk about. No. Uh, Blair, I will be... Blair and Steph, I will, I will be live blogging the show as I watch it to both of you. Oh, Thank you God. must. You certainly must. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about fucking Riverdale today. No, no, no. We're here to talk about bring, bring. That's not bring, the thing. Bring. That's not. That's not what this, the thing sounds like. Hello. No, it's not. But the that it's it's your cell phone's ringing. Oh, you didn't pick it up. You've got a missed call. One missed call. Two thousand eight edition. U.S. edition. <laughs> following... Seamless transition. Mm-hmm. In not <laughs> certainly not certainly not the last, but possibly like the last like big budget like U.S. release of a like j-horror film j-horror slash k-horror i think so yes i i don't know if shudder came before or after this but um like this followed in the track of the ring and the grudge and i think shudder and pulse and like a whole bunch of other movies they were like hey let's make this one uh five five whole years later and not update the technology whatsoever <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. So like like I just want to be hold on let me just Google when the when the first iPhone came out. There just were like definitely curiosity. iPhones out by two thousand and eight. Yeah, so. iPhone two, iPhone out by two thousand seven. But it's understand it's reasonable to believe that maybe hey these kids are not rich. Actually no, they're rich as fuck. They, they have a house, so they absolutely can and should afford to be on the iPhones. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the big things I was surprised by. Like the very first second scene of the movie, I was like. Why does she have a brick? It's 2008 and she's not like 15, so. <laughs> yeah, she's a college student. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just cannot believe that nobody in this movie had, uh, had a... I mean, it wouldn't have the same effect. Like, opening your flip phone nervously and seeing one missed call is not the same as seeing that little iPhone notification pop up. It's, it doesn't have the same, like... Horror. I don't know. Whenever I see some, whenever I see someone left me a voicemail, I get a massive anxiety spike. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's usually someone, uh, just like a telemarketer, telling me to re-up my car warranty, which has been um, not valid for the past half decade. So mm-hmm. you know, it's these days it's fine. 
I guess the other thing is it's a, it's you can't just like twist an iPhone to break it when you're mad that a ghost calls you. And if you <laughs> right. bought an iPhone, you might not want to smash it because you're like, fuck, I know I might die, but like I spent a lot of money on this. Whereas like right. your, your brick phone, you can just be like, I'm going to twist it, throw it in the garbage and buy a new one and it's fine. Yeah. 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 Hey, do you want to know who was supposed to be in this movie? Who? I, I'm just looking at Wikipedia right now for the production. Um. Ed Harris and Gabriel Byrne were both signed on for this movie. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> and then they withdrew. Then they withdrew for quote unquote unknown circumstances. <laughs> they read the script. Mm, mysterious. <laughs> it seems like they are the ones who got the one missed call. Ooh. And the missed call was, "Hey, why aren't you on set?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Ah. Uh -huh. uh. So this movie opens with um, this movie opens with a fo with a hospital exploding. Yes, and, normal. And a little girl being toted out of it, and like it looks like ripped from like a commercial about like how cell phone lines are so necessary, or like how batteries are necessary for like the flashlights that firemen use. Uh huh. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Like like she's like the, he's just carrying the kid, like and they're both looking straight at the camera, and I feel like Duracell's about to pop up somewhere. <laughs> they, I'm pretty sure the person who did the Foley work for the very first scene just ripped the sound directly from that one Buddy Holly song. Like the footsteps on the floor just sound extremely like the. Oh, you mean the one that sounds like he's beating it? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't sound like someone running on a floor to me, but okay. Like the. Like the... Yes! Yeah. It was that! <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing the jerk off motion against my hand to make that. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Sad face. I'm it's making a frowny face. It's good. So yeah, the girl the girl makes it out, and she's not talking. And the cops are like, "Hey, was your mother in there? You are you just had an extremely traumatic experience. But can you talk to us about mommy? You're four years old, and we're relying on you for information." Uh -huh. Like I'm not saying the kid is not important. I'm not saying the kid would not have that information. I'm just saying like maybe worry about it. The kid's okay because she's obviously in shock. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was kind of like this. This does seem like a little bit of a weird way to go about this, especially like since they also have this kind of history, knowing that the kid has been through other traumas other than just this big, you know, hospital fire thing. Uh, I mean, the mm -hmm. EMT wouldn't probably wouldn't know that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but um, then we cut to uh, this character who I think her name's Shelly. Yes, uh, she's Shelley. just chilling at out at her koi pond. Mm-hmm. Which, um... Normal. I am gonna guess that that is, like, a detail ripped straight from the original because I feel like a koi pond is gonna be much more common not in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, if not, then, like, a sort of on-the-nose, like, elbow to the ribs about, this used to be a Japanese horror movie, but now it's an American one, but look at this. Yeah. <laughs> they do got those cool fish. Yeah, yeah. But she's talking on the phone, and her cat's fucking around, and then she's like, hmm, I wonder what's in the water, and then she puts her face too close to the water, and a ghost hand grabs her, drags her in, and uh, then the cat also gets dragged in for some mean reason. Just Why did they have to, to cat. do that? I was like, I, I was so, so relieved much. when she looks up and saw that the cat was still okay after she hears the, like, water noise, and I was like, okay, good, he's just watching, and then she got dragged in, and I'm like, thank God it wasn't the cat, but then... And then you were wrong. And then they had to do it to me, and I was sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
the cat didn't get one missed call. It can't afford a... Right! Uh, the cat doesn't even have a cell phone! It was innocent! No, cats cats cannot be on money. their cell phones. No, they no, don't have opposable thumbs. They, no! <laughs> and they can't hold down jobs, reliably. Um, mm-hmm. They can't get that uh, uh, boost mobile money. Um, you know. It's just not happening. <laughs> no! A, they, they only deserve good things. Because uh. they can't <laughs> be on their cell phones. <laughs> yeah, the, the one reason cats have not overtaken us as the dominant species is because they do not have the opposable thumbs required to be on their cell phones. Uh-huh. That yeah, is actually just... so true. Mm-hmm. Legally not capable of acquiring iPad, so. Mm-hmm. If cats could coordinate over the internet, we would be doomed. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, and then a red candy comes to the surface, which, like, this doesn't look like a candy whatsoever. I thought this was it like a little, like a little glass, ball glass or marble. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this entire movie, I kept thinking about Solf J. Kimbley every time this happened. <laughs> and I was like, what if the movie was called Better Call Solf instead of One Missed Call? Because it's like. One so Missed Solf? One Missed Solf, yeah, it's still got the phone reference. And then it's like, every time they pull this, like, red little philosopher stone out of their mouth, it's not that, but, like, I, I couldn't st- I couldn't help but wonder if this was actually Solf J. Kimberly's work. <laughs> yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. it's a hard candy. And the thing that really fucks me up later is that, like, when this, this it, when it's revealed to be, like, related to the whole, like, it's revealed to be related to the girl who was in the fire at the beginning of the movie. Um, and she just, like, they're just, like, the, hey, what happened? Oh yeah, my sister used to hurt me, but she always gave me a candy, and she's just like holding one unwrapped in her hands, just like she's just been holding it in her grip. Like that's gonna be disgusting. It, it has is. to be, but that's yeah. The children are just sticky all the time, so that's like, okay. The, th- the thing mm-hmm. that bothers me about that is that like it's a bit. It is a big fucker. Like this is like it this is. is like some everlasting gobstopper sized <laughs> sized yeah. fucking candy piece. Right. Yeah, and you've got like, like 11 drops or something recognizable. Yeah. Yeah, and you'd think if you were pulling this out of a person's mouth if they died and it had been sitting in there for a while, it would probably like mostly dissolve or something because it's like probably yeah. meant to. But then they pull it out like ghost it's just logic. this orb. Yeah, and yeah. Ghost logic. Yeah, ghost logic. True. Mm. Ghosts be having logic. No. 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 Um, but horror movies um, like to pretend as much. Um. <laughs> so we jump forward a couple of weeks, and there's a yes. house party going on, and we meet our protagonist, Beth, mm-hmm. and her friend, her horny friend, uh, Brian. Yeah, yes. I, I kept referring to him as Chad Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Chichael Sarah. Yeah, Chichael Sarah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then uh, they're, they're just like, hey, I'm really sad about Shelly. And then they're chilling, and then the ringtone goes off, and in a really menacing voice, uh, Leanne, her friend, is like, that's not my ringtone. And then she picks up the phone, and it's, dun-dun-dun, one missed call. Mm. And she picks up the, she, like, listens to the ring, she listens to the thing, and it's just, like, her, it's just, like, her own voice talking, and then a scream, and then there's a train sound. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, shit, what the fuck was that? I don't know. That's weird. It probably doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Almost certainly doesn't mean a goddamn thing. But then we jump <laughs> forward, like, what, a couple of days later to actually the timetable, like, to actually the date. Because the thing, the, 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 the voicemail was future dated. Like, it was dated from three days in the future. Mm-hmm. 
So we jump forward to that time and like Leanna seeing some freaky shit and there's some ghosts all around and like then uh, she like picks up her phone and is like, hey, I'm going to call Beth, talk to her. Hi, Beth. How you doing? Uh, I'm feeling weird. I, I don't know. After that phone call, I got all shaken up. I'm seeing I'm seeing men. I'm seeing man's on fire. I'm seeing ladies with four eyes. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Mm hmm. And then she, like, gets just, like, knocked in front of a train. And there's a really good thunk when she gets mm-hmm. when she gets creamed by the train. <laughs> and, like, she flies from the camera like this movie was was designed for 3D. Oh, yeah. Was it not? Um, I don't think so. I mean, nothing else in this movie was... De- nothing else in this movie seemed to, like, pop out of the screen like that. Like, the, when, the, when the construction site explodes, that's... That, yeah. that there's nothing that like jump there's nothing that like leaps at the screen. Mm-hmm. It would have been better if it was for 3D, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I feel like every I feel like every mid two thousands horror movie is better if it's made for 3D. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Beth happens. Beth, Beth is like trying to race race down and find her before she gets killed, but then she dies, and then Beth finds her, and her arm dislocated from the rest of her corpse. Leanne's arm is just dialing a cell phone. It's mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> it's really good. I mean, yeah. This movie just... start like, the first half of this movie, I was thinking this would, like, be a genuine, like, perfect, like, one of my favorites. Like, this this might go up. This The first half of this movie, if the back half was, like, the first half, this this, this movie would be, like, in the in the same annals as, like, Final Destination 3 for, for me. For sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it cause... completely tanks the setup for me. Yeah. The, the uh, yeah, the first handful of deaths are like ripped straight from the playbooks of Final Destination for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you don't see quite as many of the Rube Goldberg machinations. It's more just like someone's in the wrong place at the wrong time and you don't really see any of the setup, just the right. you know, results, which deprives it of any of the tension that may be extant in the Final Destination movies as you watch the tension build and build. Right, but the the, the eventual culminations are very Final Destination. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so she gets creamed, and then the next day, they're like, oh, God, everyone's at, like, everyone's at Beth's house, I think. Beth's, like, four-story loft that she can afford as a college student. Mm-hmm. Normal, yeah. <laughs> um, and they're like, damn, that's so sad. I heard she got a creepy phone call. And then Leanne's ex-boyfriend, Brian, Beth's roommate, is like, um, that's not true. Uh, hey, Taylor, I'm horny for you. Also, that... That's definitely not true. It sounds like fake. Don't lie. The family's in the other room. And then Beth speaks up and is like, actually, it is true. I heard it. And Brian, like, throws a shit fit and walks out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I got but really excited then, at this point because I was like, oh, good. You're you're going to die. And I, yeah. I did. I, oh, yeah. um, sorry. <laughs> I skipped over a thing earlier, which is just that, like, Leanne is having some, like, a lot of bug hallucinations. Yeah, there's, like, these centipede things that keep popping up is one of the common, like, themes for the people who get the phone calls. <laughs> the thing like, about this movie's imagery... Makes, like, that, what's that? Oh, the thing about this movie's imagery is that it is not purposeful and it's just creepy. You know what I yeah, mean? Literally, like, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that's purposeful is the centipedes because, like, there's a flashback later where we see that, like, one of the characters had, like, a jar full of centipedes. Right. That she just kind of kept. But everything right. else that's just, like, the scary people's faces is just, like, that has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, like, the things that are linked specifically to, like, what is essentially the spiritual antagonist of this movie. Yeah. Or, like, 
not significant. They're just like these are things that people find creepy, so we're gonna attach it. Yeah, goth kids love centipedes, right? I guess centipedes are great, actually. I, no, no, these are millipedes, not centipedes. I oh, also love centipedes. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, th- th- there's like oh no, centipedes dramatic. are the devil. They're the oh. fucking worst. Centipedes are those little ones that have like the really long legs that skitter around, and I think they hiss at people. That's um, fine. I love yeah. it. Um, but the millipedes are the long, fat ones that just they do not give a shit because um, they're really sturdy, so nothing hurts them. Uh, I think so they're both they- cool. I, al- <laughs> I, I but I also but I also love silverfish, so. Oh, oh, you're crazy. Yeah, they they horrify me. But millipedes are kind of just like, what if worms had legs? And Silver I think right. that's Silver, yeah. Silverfish and, rule. And just slimy, which is great. Uh-huh. Silverfish are just little dudes. <laughs> they are just you're little valid. dudes. That's true. You're valid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but sorry. Uh, so jumping forward, uh, Beth is talking to Brian. And Brian's like, uh, Beth's like, why were you so fucking mad back at the house? And Brian's like, fucking I didn't want to show you this and just hands her his cell phone and she listens and there's a part and it's it, he's got another he's got a ghost voicemail from the future where uh he got a ghost mail like the day of Leanne's death and it's for the day that it currently is and the the voicemail is just like I'd lose my own head if it wasn't and then it cuts off abruptly which is you think that's setting up for like a, a cool decapitation death right and then there's like there is this is the one like thing that I think is actually like good filmmaking in this mm-hmm. movie, which is that um he like just decides to walk across a really busy street, and mm-hmm. like the cars just narrowly miss him, and it's like a show of like he hasn't said the words, it's not his time to die yet, yeah, so he's yeah. not gonna die. I genuinely mm-hmm. liked that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's that I think um, the fake outs. This particular fake out that also is very Final Destination. Final Destination mm-hmm. is full of fake outs, which makes yeah. the eventual death. It, it like, feels like comical. a definite call. It feels like a definite callback to the you know you can all drop fucking dead bus death in the first place. right <laughs> for sure for sure. Um, and then when construction explodes and impales him, it is yeah. like slapstick almost, which is tremendous. Is. Which is what is I like, always want for my horror movies. It's just like some gory slapstick. <laughs> yeah, like it reminded me very much of the explosion in the movie theater at the end of Final Destination Four, where like you see like the five minutes of buildup at the construction site at the construction site in the mall, mm-hmm. but like all you see in this is the explosion and. Um, I feel like if I were a protagonist in One Missed Call, I would simply not say the words I said before my death. R.I.P. to Brian, but I'm different. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, there's some where just like someone is like choking and their last words are like, and another one's like screaming, but like Brian, Brian knows what's what Brian knows what the fucking game is here. And he's still just like, oh, thanks. Like his his Beth is like, hey, bud, you left your cell phone. And I uh, uh, Brian's like, oh, shit, thanks. I'd lose my own head if it weren't construction site explode. And he gets like a piece of rebar through the tummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it through the tummy or through the chest? I feel like if chest, it was through the tummy, sure. he could have survived. Yeah. Well, I mean, not if he's in a, in a movie because... As we all know, if you get impaled, yeah. um, you die immediately. It's like it's like it's, it, it's like what would happen if you just stuck a needle through a water balloon. Like there's just no more water balloon. <laughs> right, right, exactly. no, totally. Like yeah. If, one, oh. if, if, if if someone tripped and skinned their knee, they would just bleed out. Yeah. <laughs> We're all yeah. very fragile. We, I mean, the human body is extremely fragile. It is the most complex and dis and disquiet. One of the most complex and most disquietingly 
uh, fragile machines in, ex- in existence, and we all rely on it to exist. I think yeah. the only thing more fragile would be, like, the body of a horse, which would <laughs> honestly make... If you wanted to take a horror movie and make it ten times scarier, you would just do the same movie but recast it with horses instead, because so, they're terrifying. But also their so, bodies. Okay, so, so wait, 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 you're saying you didn't like The Ring though? Because there's a horse that just like off oh, itself sure. in that movie. Oh my god, that was the best part. Yeah, no, uh, that was good. Yeah, so I was just saying, I miss. Pre- I, I swear, to god, I reference that scene more than anything else on this podcast, but it's so funny to me. I mean, the horse yeah. is just like, all right, I miss Fritz. I'm about to head out, and he just <laughs> dives over the side of the boat. It's truly yeah, insane. I forgot about that. That's you know what? You're right. You're right. Maybe we should give the ring another shot. I do, but the thing um, is, they need to cast the whole movie as horses, because you imagine if, like, instead of the girl crawling out of the well and she's a human, if it was a, a girl crawling out of a well and she was a horse, and she came out of your TV. That would be insane. Just galloping out of your TV screen. But are we, oh! are we supposed to assume that horses are afraid of, I guess people are afraid of other people, so horses must be able to be afraid of other horses. Um, yeah. That logic tracks, right? Uh, full, full, fine, full destination. Mm. <laughs> That's a pretty well thread needle. I, I thank you, thank you. <laughs> so uh, Brian the horse catches some rebar through the tummy um, mm-hmm. and dies as a result. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, and one of those candy pops out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, and Beth's just like, oh fuck. Yeah, it's just so nonchalant this whole movie until like the very end, and I'm like. You, you, you just had a couple friends die. You'd think she'd be a little bit more traumatized, but she's pretty chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, oh, you got to you gotta make do with what you have. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, yeah, Brian beefs it. And then uh, Taylor, the girl who Brian wanted to fuck, like, two days after he broke up with his girlfriend, Leanne, who also died... Uh-huh. Um, she was in the movie before, and I'm only saying that because to establish that this is not a character who just came out of nowhere. She's like, oh shit, I'm next. And I know it can't be Beth, because Beth is the protagonist of this movie, and she yeah. has to get the call last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when they're on their way back to the house, fucking Ray Wise shows up. Ray Wise is here! He's so good! <laughs> Ray Wise is another part of this movie I genuinely love. <laughs> Like just, the the yeah. the false like the spot the, the 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 fake spirituality peddler who like gets in way over his head is a favorite ar- is a favorite archetype of mine. Uh huh. He's so good. I just has Ray Wise ever been in anything where he hasn't like like has he ever been in a role that's not somewhat supernatural of any kind? The only other thing I've seen him in off the dome is Reaper, in which he plays the devil. Yeah. So. So no. 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 Okay, cool. Survey says no. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so they take their, um, uh, Beth and Taylor take their phones out of the batteries and uh, they uh, take the batteries out of their phones and they like throw them away and put them and go to bed. And then later in the night, or Ray Wise has shown up and is like, hey, come on my TV show. I'm a televangelist and I do miracles on the air. Here's my card. And then he hands her a cell phone and, oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place, but we have to jump back even more because they, because Taylor's like, hey, I don't want to be next. How do I get rid of my cell phone? Oh my god, yeah, the uh, scene. And then they go talk to the fucking Boost Mobile guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Who's just like, 
Yeah, I mean, the, the phone's yours. I really can't, like, take it back or anything. Here's what to do with what you will. Uh, <laughs> just some real nice product placement. Mm-hmm. It's good. She has to use uh, all her minutes. She she can't, like, cancel plans. It's all minutes. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's all her. So she just, like, destroys the phone and throws it down a drain. Then they walk home. Ray Wise shows up and is like, hey, come on my show. Here's my cell, here's a cell phone you can use because everyone just has spares to give out in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um... And then the cell phone rings, and there's a missed call, and it's a voicemail. It's a video voicemail, and it's of Taylor being strangled to death at, on, like, a Game Boy screen. <laughs> yeah, it sure and is, like, like, a like, really shitty video. <laughs> yeah, and Ray Wise is like, oh, shit, this is some real shit. What the fuck? And he's like, wait, talk to me. And they're like, no, fuck off. Yeah. And then they do the thing where they take their batteries out of their phones, and they put them away, they go to bed, they hear the ringtone later in the night. And I don't even know what it sounds like, but in my head, when I try to imagine it, I just hear like the the default uh, Apple ringtone. The <laughs> that would be so much funnier. No, I think for I think it's uh, in my brain it's supplying the Adams Family theme song, which I know is also not correct. The banana. banana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steph, I know it's like iconic, like right? Like it's an iconic theme. Like it's even though this movie is widely regarded as extremely extremely bad. It, like, mm-hmm. that permeated the, the public's, like, consciousness for a really long time to the point where I definitely was aware of the ringtone more than I was of the movie itself, but it just doesn't have the staying power, I guess, even though I watched this movie literally last night. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. this, this, like, this was, like, in the exact perfect era for that, right? Because this was, like, the same era as that one Geico commercial where, like, the, the, the Geico was talking to the CEO and he, the CEO made ringtones of him rapping and you could buy those. Yes. Uh-huh. Is that a bell for anyone or is that just me? I mean, I know what you're talking about in a very general, like, cultural sense. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, but not the specific commercials I'm talking about. Yeah. No. Um, my roommate was telling kid. me a story last night about how her brother was genuinely terrified of this movie and how his uh, now wife, then girlfriend at the time, they were, like, driving, uh, like, an, on a country road Um in like the middle of nowhere so they didn't have it like any like radio signal or anything mm-hmm. um and uh his his girlfriend had changed the ringtone to his ringtone to the one miss call ringtone and like called him in the car and like he almost swerved off the road because of how freaked out oh my- it made him <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's so mean <laughs> that's horrifying <laughs> um he he's a huge man he has no right to be scared of ghosts um he could punch them it's fine <laughs> That's fair. I, 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 Blair, I am huge, and I have, do, do I not have rights to be scared of ghosts? You could punch them, is what I'm saying. I, no, I couldn't! Uh, I can't punch a ghost! You can if you believe. I couldn't, I wouldn't punch one, but I would fart in the direction of one, and that would maybe, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think psychic, that, psychic you, damage. If you fart yeah. on a ghost long enough, does his body become, like, and his body becomes, like, 51% fart? Like, is he, like, now just more fart than person? I think that's are you Are are you assuming ghosts are gaseous? I kind of am. I'm not really sure. But I I feel like that would just give you the, you know, that one character from Casper who's, like, the fart ghost. I think that's just what would happen. Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying, if we we go watch the movie A Ghost Story and lift up that ghost sheet and fart in there, hot box his ass, I think he becomes more more fart than ghost. (laughs) Interesting. Not hot box, Dutch oven, Dutch oven. I just love the idea of a hot boxing 
we could also start. hotbox him. Yeah. Oh my god, hotbox! <laughs> a ghost can only get high by hotboxing because it does. It can't. It can't smoke. Yeah. Um. I. Um. I think this scientifically all checks out. Ghost weed. Ghost yeah. weed. Uh, all um, weed is ghost weed. Yeah. So we meet. Uh, we've earlier in the movie we met uh, Detective Andrews, a cop. Because every horror movie has to have a cop in it. Yep. And he's just like, hey, I my sister died from this ghost. And you tried to go to the cops about this and they don't give a shit. But I do because my sister died from these ghosts. I'm going to help you. They do some investigations and they're like, hey, uh, they, they go through some autopsy records. They find some records of like... This woman, Ellie, uh, who is the mother of the girl from the beginning of the movie, and then they're like, oh, there was a, this was a Munchausen by proxy. This woman was, like, abusing her kid mm-hmm. because, to get attention, which I guess. messed up. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. This whole, like, the justification for anything, why it's happening... It, I think it cheapens a horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like. Well, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I think this is just really bad and stupid justification. But I think sure, that, maybe yeah. Uh, but I, 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 think, I think like I mean like there are, there are movies where I agree with that, but I don't think that's a hard and fast rule. Like if they were like to explain some like weird science behind, like I know that there is like a reasoning in the Final Destination movies, but there is not like. Like, uh, there's not really a real-world tie-in, aside from the fact that the kids dodge death, and, de- and right. now death is just, like, a thing. There's more like, rules than there is explanation in Final Destination. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Which works. And I think, since... The, I guess why I say that is because this movie is sort of spiritually channeling that. Um, it it just feels like um, it's trying to be a more erudite Final Destination by, like, oh... It, we're Munchausen by proxy kids. Um, g- actual ghost. How about that? Killed with cell phone? I don't know. Um, it's it's uh, it just it, it feels it feels a little cheaper. Yeah. Uh, I think it definitely suffers because of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think I just um, wanted this movie to be Final Destination in yeah. my heart. And this is this is about the point of the movie that I think this movie starts to like just completely tank in terms of my enjoyment because we get this incredible setup for a great death here. <clears throat> because we the Taylor has been like I I am actually going to fuck around and go to the this televangelist show and have him exercise me live on the air. And Ray Wise isn't even the guy who does the exorcism. It's just some like two-bit chicken McNobody in a suit. Mm-hmm, which yeah. really bummed me out. I wanted to see. I wanted to see. Uh, I wanted to see Ray Wise compel someone through the power of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. But like everything goes. Everything goes apeshit. Like it's like lights start exploding. Like there's like a fog machine that starts acting up. Like the exorcism just goes completely tits up. But then she just dies by getting choked by a ghost. Yeah, she gets yeah. force choked by a ghost. It's yes, fully- like, she gets force choked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I was hoping for, like, uh, like you know that scene in Hot Fuzz where that guy gets his head, like, splanched by the, the, the church spire? Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
I was I was really hoping for that to happen, except for like a light fixture hanging above. Totally, that would have been so good. I did okay. One thing I did love about this scene is once they start doing the exorcism and things start going all weird, that the like church figures on the wall start kind of becoming like coming to life a little bit. Like they like the Jesus starts becoming like yeah yeah. yeah. The the guy invokes the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, and like we get like pictures of we get like statues like Jesus and Mother and Mary and some other dude. Maybe it was another statue. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not that studied in biblical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. But, then, uh, but then Taylor can't come to the phone now. Why? Because she's dead. Oh, she- stop it. <laughs> um, yeah. And Ray is like, did you fucking get that? And they play back the tape and it's all just static. Yeah. I do love his dedication to being like, someone just died in front of me. We got that, right? Like, we. <laughs> Uh, and then good. Bray Wise exits stage left from this movie. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's his whole role. Yeah, that's, <laughs> his, really that's his good. part. He got a credit in the title role. He got a credit in like the opening role of this movie. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh shit, Ray Wise is in this? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. the chat reaction when we were streaming it last night too. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, but Taylor uh, splurts out one of those little red candies. And oh my god. God, this Wikipedia page has so much information. It's just so long. <laughs> like, yeah. I-, I remember most of the details in this movie. I'm just having a hard time keeping them in order. Right. But um, Beth gets a ringtone as like right after that. And it's like, oh shit, tomorrow. Whoops. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Shit. Whoopsie. Now she has to um, care. Kind of. Yep. Yeah. But, so they fuck around and they can't really figure anything out, but Beth is like, fuck it, hospital time. And so she goes to the burned down hospital and, like, goes, uh, she, like, starts crawling around in it and she finds this corpse in a corner behind a crawl space with 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 a turned on cell phone in its hand and she just, like, grabs the phone and starts smashing it. And then the ghost, then the corpse ghost lady attacks her. Because it's the mother of the girl, the supposedly abusive mother of the girl. And then, like, as she's, like, laying on top of Beth, like, it looks like she's about to kill her. She starts crying, and there's an emotional moment with the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a single CGI tear rolls down her face. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's around this time, I think, that we get a flashback to Beth's, like, youth that we've been, like, getting hints at. Because she is, like, we've seen some, like, flat, like, some momentary flashbacks that explain, like, her mother being a piece of shit to her and her having a real apprehension of uh, uh, peepholes. Not peepholes. What's the word? Is it peepholes? What? The thing indoors that you use to look outside. Yeah. People. Oh, okay. Peepholes. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't remember if there was like a word that like separated like the regular ones on like hotel doors and shit from like <laughs> the pervert ones. No, no. They're the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's peepholes and then peepholes parentheses pervert. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so we find out that her mother was an abusive piece of shit to her who would, like, hit her and burn her with her cigarettes and stuff. And then, uh, she, her mother was like, why don't you go tell your daddy about it? And then she walks upstairs to her dad's room, because her, and her dad's room has a child height peephole on it, I guess? Um, which she looks in and then sees her dad hanging from a noose. Whoops. And then she she gets like the the end of season the end of season six John Snow baby treatment where like it's a, a video of her footage of her as a baby and then fo- like cut like cuts to footage of her as an adult in the exact same pose and there's like a single CGI tear rolling down her cheek. <laughs> 
yeah. And then I look, and then I'm like, oh, well, that's a weird way to end the movie, but uh, at least we're done. And then I scroll, and then I like go over to scroll over the whole hover bar, and there are 25 Christian minutes left of this movie. Uh huh. Okay, wait. Can we t- before the mom crawls on her? There is this one part that I absolutely lost my shit at, where she's in the in the hospital, and there she walks into a room and she sees this like fucked up baby thing. This yes, yes, I forgot about the fucked up baby. The fucked up CGI baby, and it's holding a cell phone, and it's like, I, I legitimately, That's I was, so I, funny. I watched, I watched this on a, tr- on the train because I was going to Toronto yesterday, and I was watching it, and I was like, I'm gonna lose my shit on this train, like I'm gonna, lo- I, I can't not hold this in. I'm, <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the the Joker's trick smiling CGI baby was like a highlight of this movie. Like, I guess the Ally McBeal baby had to find some work elsewhere. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a rough world out there. Uh, so we got, we then we like, uh-oh, it's not over. Oh, yeah. Gotta do a fake out. Yeah, because, but but she survived, but the, it's not over, but um, Detective Andrews finds, like, a compact disc in the, in, like, the, the little girl's teddy bear, like, the girl who survived the fire at the beginning of the movie, Laurel, mm-hmm. um, and then they find, uh, there was a, it was a use of the nanny cam, and they look at the footage, and there is a, a, sis, a secret sister, hidden sister, who we have not seen until this movie. Ah, uh, Yes. Or not seen, sorry, not seen until this scene. Like, completely unmentioned otherwise. Right, right. This is insane. This is insane. So, Blair, would you break it down for us? The thing is about this is that, so she's like, so this, we have this goth child, right? Um, (laughs) And then we have this other child. This prep child. Prep prep versus goth child. Mm -hmm. Um, And. Tale as old as time. It's, it's like, she has this knife like a kitchen knife, and she's like, oh, don't worry, this will only hurt a little bit, or it won't hurt at all, and, like, like cuts the, the other child to perform, like, a blood ritual, um, and then, like, the mom comes in and is, like, freaking out, and she's like, don't hurt her, or whatever, and then um, uh, Ellie is, like, locked in the bedroom and has an asthma attack and her inhaler doesn't work and she dies and now she's the ghost because she, she, she died while trying to call her mom on her cell phone right does um, this ha- I like okay so i don't have asthma but does this happen i think you probably can die from an asthma attack uh, but it seems pretty uncommon Right. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people. Bef- a lot of people. I mean, you you wouldn't get an inhaler until you knew you had asthma in the first place. So I assume most people don't die the first time they have an asthma attack and don't have an inhaler. Right. Totally. No. Yeah. She her. Well, she had an inhaler. It was just out. Right. Yeah. Out of range, but she did have a cell phone. No, in no, no. Range. She she had the inhaler. It was just like literally tapped out. Like the prescription was empty. Yeah. Right. right. No, I think I think it's just. I think you can die from an asthma attack, but I think, I think, yeah, Stephanie is totally correct. Like, it can't happen every time you have one, because that'd be insane. (laughs) And I think that it would probably be, like, a really extreme case. Like, maybe you were, like, you have an asthma attack after doing some very, very serious physical something, whereas she was just yelling at the door for a second. Like, yeah, yeah. 
it, it was very fast. Yeah, it it's, it's it stretches the, one's um, belief a little bit. Movies are <laughs> movies are no stranger to completely un, completely misunderstanding how mental illnesses work. But I, it's been a while since I've seen one just completely misunderstand how like a common physical ailment like asthma works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little hard to believe. And I also f- love that this is, like, the one thing on the nanny cam. I know. <laughs> it's the one file. Everything else yeah. is deleted. So, yeah, yes. Ellie, has, Ellie, the goth child, has been the ghost the whole time. Yes. And then Andrews, Detective Andrews gets a call on his cell phone, and there's a scary thing that happens, and he he is he dies. Yep. He dies on the cell phone, and they're like, oh, shit, I gotta get to, I gotta get to, I gotta get to Beth's house. So he, like, fucking rooms over there and is like, all right, we're safe here. I'll protect you. And then he looks out the peephole of her door and gets stabbed through it with a knife. Which is, like, a regular kitchen knife. You do love to see it. You (laughs) You do do love to see it, it. but, like, is that really the death? Like, like, Saw 2, like, like, five years ago had that scene where a dude pressed his eye to a keyhole and got his eye fucking blasted out with a pistol. And this is what we get for this? I mean, he's a cop. Yeah. He doesn't deserve to get the the good. The good I want an even more elaborate death because well, he's a cop. Well, that's true. That's true. That's a very good point. Yeah, I just like, I, like yeah. the, the other thing that gets me about this is that like this would like this would certainly hurt like hell. Like, but I I don't know how. I feel like like this is like a kitchen knife. I'm talking like a knife you would use to, like cut an onion. Like, a that knife is not going that deep in that people. B like, as deep as that knife could possibly go through that people, I think it would, like, it would fuck his eye up. He would never see again. I don't know if it would just kill him, though. He right, does die right. immediately. Yeah, yeah. It, he, like, dies as though, like, he, like, if it had been, like, like an ice pick or something that just, like, gone straight through into his brain, sure. But, like, this is, like, a big, fat knife. Oh, and also, like, you can get a significant damage to your brain and still survive is the thing. I don't know. Cops' brains are built. Cops' brains are built like glass. I guess guess we have to remember that he's a cop, so he doesn't have one. Truth. True. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a horror movie, so doubly so. So, like, this is just he got his 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 face got ruptured and he bled out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Again, human beings as water balloons filled with meat. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, this fucking, like, uh, fucking Life is Strange season one ass storm starts swirling around this goth girl ghost who's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. She doesn't say anything, but, like, that's what she's about to do to Beth. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then the ghost of Mom, who is just like, hey, you got me out of that crawl space. I'm gonna do you a solid, uh, shows up and is like, I'm stopping you. Don't do this, child. Mm-hmm. Why was I she left, doing this I the entire time? I literally killed you, so but I still have power over you because I am your mother. Normal. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Sure. I do also love that during this whole scene when the when you know goth girl who's wearing Rami Malek's outfit from Mr. Robot comes in and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the fucking just all of the there's like an explosion like the windows blow out into the yeah. house and it's like okay yeah. i don't know why this SWAT happened team rolls in <laughs> it's normal it's fine but yeah yeah, yeah it was is good <laughs> she beats the ghost but then the ghost calls someone on detective andrews's cell phone and then the phone rings and the movie cuts to black yeah and that's uh, the movie bum, bum, bum. sequel bait or whatever um the, uh 
Yeah, this the poster for this movie is scarier than the movie is. Absolutely, 100%. And it reminds me of like, okay, so you mentioned earlier that it's just like creepy imagery has nothing to do with the, with like the antagonist or anything. It's just this looks creepy and is scary. I feel like they could have fixed that by just making all of the creepy people look extremely burnt. Like they could have made it like look related to the fire or something like that. Oh yeah, totally. And that would have still looked really creepy and been, yeah. I, I don't know, but it would have also given them a hint to like what they were supposed to be looking for. I don't totally. know. Some of them were burnt, but not all of them. Oh. <laughs> True. Enough no two people are like... not on fire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I I feel like there is definitely the essence. I mean, this I haven't actually seen the original Japanese movie, so maybe this one that one's better than this one. They did remake it for a reason, I guess. Um, but there is definitely the 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 jewel of a better movie within this one, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I feel like it just it just misses so many marks to the point where it's like almost ca- like farcical. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I had no, a blast watching right. it though. <laughs> yeah, same. I really enjoyed it. Like I don't watch very many horror movies, but I was like, I watched it and I was like, I can tell why this is poorly received compared to other horror movies that are like so much more well made but at the same time I had a lot of fun watching it I was like I cannot yeah. wait to talk about yeah. this this is, so. this, oh, is de- sure. this is definitely on the scale we are on the scale we have cribbed from the flop house this is a good good bad movie bad bad movie or movie you kind of liked this is definitely like this almost reached movie I movie you kind of liked like like I said earlier if the first half was if the second half was like the first half and the deaths were more like that Definitely would be a movie I kind of like, but it, instead it's still a pretty good bad movie to enjoy with friends. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is squarely in the platonic ideal of a good bad movie for me. Uh-huh. Um, because, yeah, it, the plot doesn't drag, which is fabulous. Um, there's always something happening, and it's always insane. Um, and uh, there's so many ugly phones, just so many ugly phones, and it's really great. There's so many ugly phones, and I really love what they do where they, like, they may just make it so obvious what's happening by putting it on a screen. Like, there's a part where she's in the hospital, and she opens her phone, and it's like the time is the only thing on the screen, just counting up to the minute where she's supposed to eat it. And it's just yeah. like, right. love this. Like, you wouldn't eat, like, that wouldn't be believable on an iPhone. Right, no. totally. But. Yeah, Yeah, that definitely benefits from being in 2008 and, like, having that sort of technology because, yeah, totally. Because, like, we didn't have a standard, like, UI that we all were really familiar with, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. We were just kind of playing Calvin Ball with cell phones still, um, which is truly tremendous. Yeah, it makes it work a lot better. Uh, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, big fan. Had a lot of fun. Um, do we have questions? Yeah, we have a question from Twitter user uh, LeafCrunch. Friend of the show, Alex LeafCrunch, wants to know, <clears throat> if ghosts can be on their cell phones, why didn't the old Taylor pick up? <laughs> I'm not answering this question. Next. <laughs> <laughs> because she was the demon, so she yeah. doesn't have to pick up, so... Mm-hmm. Blair, I like how I, Blair, I not to call you out, but I do like how I I go to the Twitter to I just go to our Twitter feed to pull up the the questions tweet, and I see that you four minutes ago, so probably 
uh, while you were asking if we had any questions, you retweeted the last podcast on the left episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, king of king of staying on brand. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta maintain that brand. Uh, um. So speaking of the old Taylor, y'all want to get into recommendations? <sighs> I I have bad news for everyone. <laughs> First of all, the answer is yes. And second of all, I'm just going to deeply disappoint everyone, but I want you all to stay with me. So I asked a really life-changing question of good personal friend and also friend of the show, Seda. Um, I I can't remember how long. It was about a week ago. Um, Hey, Seda, I know you're really into Taylor Swift. Which album should I listen to? (laughs) Um, and And then I listened to Reputation probably. 50 times in a row, and I'm going to have to tell you all, um, it does have Look What You Made Me Do on it, but it's very good. <laughs> um, uh, Taylor I Swift's can't go, I can't go here with you, Blair, but I do still You can. No, you can. You think you can't, but you can. You can. You absolutely can. Um, <laughs> um, it's, 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 it is. It is. Th- the bad songs on this on this um, album are the the Schlocktober of pop music, right? Um, Todd, Todd, Bo- Todd Bojack Horseman, you are the you are the bad pop music that you create. Um, uh, uh, I did something bad. Has auto tuned Taylor Swift going? Um, they're burning all of the witches, even if you aren't one. And I'm like, what is happening? And then, of course, um, Look What You Made Me Do has the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. And I'm like, what's happening? Um, if if but, I oh, were to describe this album as the Riverdale of music. Um, oh, okay. The thing is, it's like it only has like three songs that are like that. Um, the rest Endgame are just is like tr- kind of traditional Taylor Swift stuff. Yeah, yeah, but the well, it's not. It's way popular than uh, a lot of her stuff. Really? Um, okay, that that actually sell, that actually sell, upsells on that actually upsells me on it. It is it is a hard dive into like the most insane pop music. Um, Don't blame me is a gospel music with dubstep in the background. <laughs> the gospel song with dubstep in the, it's like insane and it's really good. Um, and then like my three like favorite ones are delicate, gorgeous, and um, dress, which are like this, yeah. they hit the perfect perfect like um level of cheeky and vulnerable at the same time um it's like oh i'm like fragile but also having fun about it it's just really tremendous um you think you're too good for taylor swift but the the thing is nobody's too good for taylor swift she belongs in our in all of our <laughs> souls we are all taylor swift i, don't I think, think dress is genuinely like Dress is genuinely like a really good song. Like, it really is. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm too good for her. Maybe it's just because I've not liked the stuff that's gotten radio play from her. Like yeah. Oh, her since, singles are since, always the worst songs on her album. Uh, especially yeah. since um I was a big country music fan when she was up and coming in that scene. Uh huh. So totally. I like I my first exposure to her was like teardrops on my guitar, which is a song that I fucking hate. And like, it's very bad. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember anything else off that album but like that album and her second one i just i heard a lot because my sister loved that second album i just yeah. could not stand either of them maybe it's time to dip back in give red a yeah. shot give 1989 yeah. a shot if you're into bubblegum pop 1989 is definitely the touchstone and that's yeah. the one i was i was told to start with but i really liked reputation a lot more and i think it's because 
it it definitely it it just it's you can tell it's like Taylor Swift is like, what does an evil person say? I'm going to say that. I think that would <laughs> yeah. be very fun of me. And it's like so much. It is so fun of her. It is, she's right. It's very fun of her. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Swift walking in with her new six foot tall legs and you saying, I love Taylor's new legs. I, that literally all the time. Um, though I will say I, I'm waiting for her most recent album to like grow on me and it hasn't yet. It is, it is I think, a callback to her like between red and 1989 like that sort of mm-hmm. vibe um it's it's just an album full of love songs which is fine but it's i don't think it's for me <laughs> yeah she it's like she was like okay i'm going to be nice again she's like the she's yeah. like, reputation and her new album are basically like the chihuahua meme um <laughs> and in the new album she's like the satisfied chihuahua yeah <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I and also, but also the thing is about uh, Lover is that um, um, you need to calm down and me are probably some of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life. Like they are they're not. So bad. They're yeah. they're not the rubbernecking. Brendan Urie is, is on me, need, is and it is fucking incomprehensible. Is, the, is you need to calm down the one where she's like ally rights? Yes. Oh yeah. No, it's it's. I think it's like Shade never never made anyone less gay or whatever. Um, and I'm like, Taylor, do you know what those words mean? I mean, it's fine. It's like, at worst, it's like a little, it's like cringy allyship, but it's also yeah, like. Yeah, that's not like abhorrent. That just like knocked me on my ass real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. about that one. I had to viscerally remember it. Yeah, it's definitely the uh, two worst songs on the album, though, for sure. It for sure is, yeah. Um, the rest are just a little too saccharine for me, um, mm-hmm. but I, 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 I do really like False God. I think um, that one's fun, um, and I think I like the first half of Paper Rings, but it's it gets a little bit too much for me. <laughs> anyway, mm. th- that's my Taylor Swift review. Thank you. <laughs> so, what else is everybody else recommending? Steph, <laughs> what you bringing? Um, I'm also gonna do music. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting over being sick. Um, I went to see Tegan and Sarah last night, and they're mm. obviously not new. They you probably listened to them before um but what i want to kind of recommend is their book they put out a memoir this like a month ago about their experiences in high school and they read a bunch of it on their in their show last night because their tour was kind of like combination concert but also reading from their memoir and just like the stories in their memoir are really really nice to hear they're like I don't know I just love to hear people talking about coming of age shit but also while being queer and stuff it's really good it's it's nice Sarah has a really great story about being in high school and throwing a chair at someone in class for saying the Um, f-slur it's it's really good Um, but they're always really really good in concert Um, they're really personal personal and have like good banter and stories but this this particular tour with like their memoir and stuff really really good um i definitely recommend checking it out fabulous yeah Mm -hmm. um give me two seconds i had a different recommendation but y'all are both on theme so i want to see if i can get a music (laughs) recommendation in here as well okay you know, I'm going to recommend Carly Rae Jepsen's Dedicated, because I don't think that's been recommended on this podcast yet. I don't believe bang, so, no. A, what's that? I said no, I don't believe so. It's it's a fucking banger of an album, top to bottom. Oh, yeah. like, so good. It's, it's very just, good. It's genuinely, like, it's, it's, emotion was great, 
emotion side B was good and dedicated is like above emotion for me. Y- wow. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It also has a feature by one of my favorite artists uh, with uh, on Feels Right. I fucking love Electric Guest so much. Oh, that um, song is so good. I think I recommended a, a song. I think I recommended an album of theirs in the past. But um, yeah, dedicated by Miss CRJ. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. I didn't know she... Okay, I just found out that she had an album before Kiss that I had no idea about. Tug of War! Oh, really? <laughs> Tug of War. No, I always forget about it. The only reason I've even thought about it in the last, like, two months is because when they did dedicate it on um, Fun, Fun Point, Point, they're like, don't worry, we'll get to Tug of War next. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Scam Fun Point. <laughs> Yeah, really, and al- and also dedicated the sheer iconography of ending it of a song uh, of ending it with a song about beeping it, like oh yeah, uh huh, yeah, she did no better, that. No bet, no better way. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's gonna that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Fear Baiting. Uh, Steph, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me on. It's been really fun. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me mostly on Twitter at Age of Oddish. Uh, on Tumblr, I'm Windfall Island. I'm I host a podcast Sarah mentioned earlier, also on Noisepace.xyz. Uh, it's called City Girls Make Do. I host it with uh, our good friend Alex, and we basically Pre- watch Sex and the City. Schlocktober- previous schlocktober guest of the show Alex. yes yes and sarah's been on like four episodes so you should yes, definitely I've been, on one, those... I've been on i've been on once per season yes and so if you're looking for an episode to check out maybe sarah's most recent episode which was in the last like couple months i think there's some was, we watched sex uh, in the city it's it, it's a really fun trip to look back at you know the year 2000 and the things that were on hbo back then oh <laughs> wow that's right this, this is this, it's that show started pre 9-11 it's going to get post 9-11 at some point we're a, we're just about there we're just about there i the, think it happens point, like in wait, season four or the, five the the point the point where it's uh uh past i uh, fucking Oh my god, I can't think. The is it the point where it is released past 9/11 or where it was written past 9/11? Uh I think probably both because I think one of the seasons started I actually can't remember. I just listened to a podcast recently where they talked about this even. They talked about 9/11 on Sex in the City and how all they did was remove the two towers from the opening credits and they yep. didn't talk about it once there wasn't <laughs> anything mentioned about it at all so sex so, in the city exists in an alternate universe where 9-11 never happened sex in the city exists in an alternate universe where the beatles were never famous basically charlotte, charlotte york <laughs> stopped al-qaeda herself carrie did that yeah anyways so, uh if you're curious the episode that i was on was episode number 52 pussy spelunking yes mm. love that title um, thank you so much for uh, listening to this podcast. We can be found fear baiting everywhere on Twitter, Gmail, Tumblr, and also on Patreon. Uh, if you'd like to support our podcast, that's patreon.com slash fearbaiting. That helps keep that helps support both this and uh, uh, the Wonder Years, which is the other podcast that I do with Blair and friend of the show, musician of the show, Seda. Um, mm-hmm. uh, One dollar a month is a, kind of a tip jar. Sometimes the episodes will go up early. Uh, five bucks a month gets you a message right on the show, and also a uh, a your yeah you can have a message right on the show, and your name also gets right on the show. Ten bucks a month gets you to make us watch a movie, and also uh, pick a 
uh, send in the message and all that other shit. So thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, and Ducky Aisha. We love you all so much. Thanks. Uh, thank you very much to Seda, previously mentioned, for doing their incredible gothic cat rave uh, for their for the theme song this year. Fucking home run, as always. Uh, <laughs> thank you to Matt of the show, boyfriend of the Stephanie... Uh, owner of Noisebase.xyz for hosting this podcast. Go listen to City Girls Make Do. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, uh, if you want to find me, I am on Twitter, Sunhat Genia. I've also been streaming a little bit more. Same handle, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. Uh, listen to me on The Wonder Yerks, as previously mentioned, and also Henry Kissinger is Pokemon Going to Die. I was on this week, and it was a pretty good episode, IMO. Oh, yeah. Blair, where, where can people find you? Um, me? Yes. <laughs> the other person on this podcast? Uh, I'm at Blair Kitch on Twitter and everywhere on planet Earth. Find me. Yell at me. Um, accost me on the streets. You carry um, Blair. E.E. E. Cummings voice. You carry Blair in your heart. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm hiding underneath your bed right now. <laughs> Um, oh shit! Yeah, that's that's all the places. Oh shit! I'm getting a I got a phone call. Oh my god, it's me! I'm gonna murder you! I'm a ghost. <laughs> I, I'm getting a voicemail, and apparently the last thing I said was apparently the last thing I said. Oh shit! <laughs> um, but thank you all for listening. Uh, uh, I'm we will Sarah. Catch you, uh, we'll catch you next week with. Uh, what are we watching next week? We're watching Halloween Resurrection with friend of the show uh, and guest on the. Uh, longest episode in Fear history, and I'm genuinely hoping we surpassed it. Uh, Carriageone is returning. Oh my nice. god. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. It's gonna be good, and that movie is bad. Fabulous, fabulous. But until uh, but then. Until, until then, I'm Sarah. I've been Blair. I'm Stephanie. <laughs> and remember. Do, uh, Stephanie Stephanie know? Oh, Matt told me what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere? You can. Yeah! You definitely can. You can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Thanks, Matt. Bye. 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 <laughs>